Hello universe, welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We're back for a double dose of Bleach. Season 1, episodes 8 and 9. June 17th, Memories in the Rain was written by Masashi uh, Sogo. I think I said that right. Yeah. Masashi Sogo, who also wrote Unbeatable Enemy. Story by Shigeki Hatakeyama. And directed by Noriyuki Abe. Unbeatable Enemy. Story was by Takuji Kimura. And directed by Sanzo Tsunoda. I preferred the latter episode, or I should say episode nine. Episode eight had a weird tone to it. We learned some things, and I was certainly more intrigued by the continued sprinkling of the backstories particularly of Rukia but it just there was something with the animation that usually works for me but it felt just completely offset versus episode 9 which was a lot more consistent before we jump into the review wherever you listen to this podcast Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Get on to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. So I'm going to just, instead of going scene by scene, because uh, I actually wore no notes for these episodes, I'm going to go by the storyline, so to speak. Starting with Ichigo, he and his family, they go to visit his mother's grave. It's the anniversary. He made the comment like it's June and it's already this hot. Yeah, it's June. Shit, it's hotter than two wood rats fucking in a wool sock out here. As they're going up this hill, he sees Rakia up there dressed all... I mean, I would, if I was one of the family members, I know... I'd be like, that dress looks familiar, not she looks familiar. Because <laughs> you know she stole them clothes from probably the the older sister. But alas, Ichigo tries to deny that he knows her. But then recalls that she's a classmate and disappears off with her. They have a conversation about her following him. Like, well, if you were going to follow me in case a hollow shows up, you could at least be a little bit more discreet about it. She confronts him about the fact that he's always been able to see hollows ever since he was a child. And this may indicate that because what she's thinking about and haunted by is that he said that his mother was killed. She was murdered. It wasn't an accident. But instead of going down her thought process of, well, a hollow must have killed your mother trying to get towards you because you've always had this power. Ichigo says, no, 
everything isn't about hollows which is funnily uh mentioned by Khan a little bit later like that's all you focus on he says his mother died because of him Ichigo clearly has been dealing with a lot of guilt surrounding this we see him break down and begin to cry as he recalls that he saw a little girl the night that she died he went to reach for her but when he woke his mother was on top of him she must have been protecting him and he still blames himself i guess because he he saw the 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 little girl but i'm like i i would be asking more questions especially after i learned about hollows <laughs> if anything i was gonna say homegirl absolutely knows what she's talking about but he he is somehow and he's been harboring it for so long so i understand why he would have one one thought or one continuous uh link to that night being himself and his ability to see things and his mother's you know he ran down there his mother couldn't see and so on and so forth but there's a lot of holes in that story <laughs> like he must think that she was murdered by some random person but i didn't even see any wounds so after that revelation he ends up by himself until he's recalled by Khan to help Rakia out. So put a pin in that. Let's go to the sisters Yuzi, Yuzu, and Karen. Because Karen be cracking me the fuck up. <laughs> they start their day as well with their father being an absolute annoyance with all the things that they are to be doing today he has too much energy as she states but i don't know if too much energy would account for the fact that you tried to slide underneath your child's dress and look underneath there what the hell is going on i seriously have no clue what the hell that was all about it felt it felt uh like a jailable <laughs> offense so I was happy when she kicked him down the hill and he just went rolling and we didn't see him for quite a while until they're at their mother's grave where Care, uh, poor Yuzu is crying. She's like, we're 11 years old. We're grown. We don't need to be crying like this. You do it every year. And I'm like, she's allowed to mourn. <laughs> but Karen has cut off all emotions. She still, though, is sensible to the force, if you will, because she's able to immediately realize something is wrong when Ichigo is in a fight with someone who we're just going to refer to as Eric. Uh, S. <laughs> uh, Eric. Stealth Eric. Um, so before she could address that feeling uh, well first her father shows up and he's all like we're gonna do this that and the other thing and she kicks him and says 
Why don't you go and start your life over from scratch? My nigga, you just got roasted! Yeah! It would seem this type of abuse is normal. <laughs> just... But I'm not sure it's abuse anymore. I think they're trying to keep in check a very disturbed man. Just as... Uh, they need their father though he's off to talk to the priest and they are attacked by a hollow she is able to see just a bit she tries to get yuzu to run but yuzu's sitting there asking fucking questions so both of them are attacked even the hollows like you so fucking annoying i only one needed one hostage <laughs> now i have to have two so they're both being choked out as both uh rakia and ichigo are on their way but before they join rakia senses well she realizes that maybe she was being overzealous and and approaching him about because he's like are you mad <laughs> both Khan and Ichigo asked that when she's quiet they're just like oh you mad what's up <laughs> I love their playful relationship it really is a bond at this point and so she considers you know maybe I was a little insensitive right there and I could be completely off base but then she realizes that someone is following her because he's snoring to let her know that I've been creeping on you and uh, I'll need you to know now that I'm here because let's just do this confrontation. During the confrontation, he tells her, or we learn when he tells her like, hey, you were Rukia adopted into this very noble family that were referred to as the princesses from the Rukin district. He introduces himself as Eric from the Stealth Force. <laughs> it was a different name, but I could not for the life of me catch it. And I listened to it three times and then I was like, okay, we're settling for Eric. And that the society got questions. Khan runs when he realizes it's a soul reaper to go get to go get Ichigo and uh he's like so if you're not here to fuck a human because you know you're coming of age why you being a dickhead fool stop being a dickhead what exactly are you doing here she tries to use her power but it wasn't effective and just as he's taking his sword out Ichigo shows up <laughs> I love that he asked Khan. He's like, Rakia, who the fuck is this? She don't answer. And then Khan, who the fuck is this? How the fuck should I know? <laughs> you don't want to say it was 911 emergency. Well, it is clearly because Eric reveals that what Rakia is doing is a serious crime after Ichigo let's lose that he's a soul reaper in training despite rakia clearly being like eric is about to go after because he's also been authorized to drag her ass back if she doesn't come willingly 
he turns and transforms into his soul reaper person. He's like, huh, get the fuck out the way. <laughs> I love everything about the mod soul. That was a great introduction into having Ichigo's body be occupied and then having this plushie named Khan. The, the, it's just, it's so sweet. And they begin to fight. What I love about this fight is it shows that despite how, despite how uh, efficient he seems to be as a Soul Reaper in training, he really isn't against anyone that's a, even a little bit half trained. He's just effectively brute force and a lot of luck. <laughs> And being able to do things that people shouldn't be able to do. And he has a question about it himself. Like, hmm, why are you able to see me? How did you transform? He and the others are distracted. And you can tell also the difference between a soul reaper and a non-soul reaper in training. Because as soon as that alert alert goes off, Eric is like, yeah, whatever this fucking fight is. Is it a hollow? Because that's our number one goal. No matter what else is happening, we dropping shit. Because he's like, we going to fight once again? No, we got bigger fish to fry, which is a hollow and that your family's probably in danger. This whole situation is interesting to Eric and he's not quite sure what to do about it. He follows very uh, behind in their wake. And there's this conversation as Ichigo's like, well, are you going to ask me about my mother? And you get a bit of growth from Rikia, who admits that's a very deep, deep thing. And that we will talk about it if and when you want to talk about it. I don't have any right to pry into something that you aren't willing to discuss with me. And I thought that was a really, a really cementing of their growing friendship that i like so much more than inu who's sitting on her bed with tattoo who recalls that when she i mean dang did she have to drag him like that he was a wimpy little boy he's a crybaby <laughs> he wasn't shit he had a beautiful mother and he was so happy their life revolved around this beautiful inspiring woman we learned that ichigo his name was given as to completely protect one thing you set your mind on i think that's very telling and he had decided as a child that was his mother even so going so far as to wanting to walk on the street so that the rain hits him instead of her Except, of course, it's a mother's, a parent's job to protect their child, not the other way around. But I think being unable to protect his mother has certainly left a scar on his heart. And I think that her acknowledging that was uh, really mature. And so we leave the episode in the conundrum that we find ourselves, which is Karen and Yuzu both being attacked by a huge hollow they had gotten together in in Hollowland to discuss who was going to go after him next. And this is the one that stepped up. 
It's gonna be me. The really rough thing is this, uh, this particular Hollow who has the name of Grand Fisher, we find out in the next episode, doesn't even remember who his mother is. I'm disrespectful as the fuck. Rakia and Eric know who this guy is. He has been fighting Soul Reapers for 50 years and no one has been able to defeat him because there's always one person that even Soul Reapers will refuse to kill and he uses that image of them to manipulate the Soul Reaper from not murdering him, finishing up even if they defeat him. So that's a pretty great tactic, if we're being honest. And it makes for a far more interesting hollow than the ones we've really gotten. He felt formidable. And I'm glad that we didn't end the episode with Ichigo defeating him because it wouldn't have been earned and it would have diminished how powerful he was. Like, come on now. We've already got him doing other stuff. We don't have to make him so overly the top powerful. So I like that they're introducing those little nuggets of yeah he's a little bit of a hothead he runs into things without plans he he's reckless he's careless but in this case this particular battle he has help first from eric who's able to to protect karen uh khan shows up he takes the girls and gets them to safety and spends the remaining time with with dad who's just there asking very little questions about why his other two children are unconscious then (laughs) the dad is a crazy character Uh, but he wants to confront himself we find out I mean, this long ass monologue, I will say why he just stood there while he allowed (laughs) Rakia to explain his whole backstory. Oh, he likes killing women in particular. And this is the hollow that appeared itself and was trying to go after after Ichigo. But when Thornton decided to go for the tastier morsel, which was his mother he begs for Rakia to stay out of this fight. Well, first, Eric gets injured. He gets stabbed through. And they're like, wait, do Soul Reapers die? And she says that Soul Reapers are not immortal, but he only went to sleep despite losing a critical amount of blood. So I need, well, I'm sure we'll flesh a little bit more out on that. It could be his title, though, being part of the stealth force. So he begs Rakia, let me do this. And uh, they go back and forth. And yeah, Ichigo is getting his ass kicked (laughs) because he's not listening to the very real criticisms towards his, his fighting abilities. And while he does have a lot of heart and it gets him places, it's by sometimes the scrape of a little bit and i think him coming to terms with that at the end of this episode was a good leap forward in his own progression 
but rakia has a moment where she wants to interfere and this is clearly something she dealt with in the past that may have ended terribly because she says or the uh the guy some guy with white hair says to her that it's about honor and you can't interfere with honor and she realizes that she can't interfere in this case with ichigo because this fight is about the honor of his mother Uh, the other guy doesn't interfere either eric he just watches the whole thing go down is rather intrigued by the fact that ichigo has such strength despite you know being so young and untrained and just as he's being impaled by one branch i suppose his mother's spirit kind of manifests itself and the last thoughts she was thinking are revealed which is basically thank you for allowing me to be your mother and growing up with you and you get to understand that she chose i like how the dad put it like she chose to protect you more than anything else you should honor that by living and being happy and shaking off this depression that you have and this guilt and this self-anger and self-hatred because no one blames you life is life these things happen and she did the thing that she's supposed to do that all parents do which is to protect their children and that you're meant to die after me you're meant to be happy you're meant to have a life and that's what you and your mother would have wanted her name was masai i didn't catch her name masashi (laughs) that's not no masika wow i did not write that down i feel terrible uh but yeah his rage can definitely be a problem and it was used against him i did like the fight how it went down how it even ended with him getting a pretty nasty blow and then the grand fisher leaving and then of course ichigo wants to go after him but you know he can't because he doesn't have the strength she's like neither of you two have the strength to keep fighting right now let's lay down thank you for living because that's the only thing that she wanted for him and i like the end and i really like the end when uh he's talking he's listening to his father because he he lets loose of why is no one blaming me why is no one angry and he just basically just kind of slaps him around and becomes his father in a way we hadn't seen before by saying stop being stupid stop being this person used to be a person who smiled that's something we learned with the the tattoo and inu story backstory used to be someone who was happy you have this uh propensity to want to help and protect people you are a good person continue to lean on that and that's when he says rakia are you listening because i know you are and i want to do this a little bit longer because i want to get stronger i want to be better i want to protect people from hollows like he commits fully to wanting to be a soul reaper which is uh which is very touching between the two that i ship even harder which is weird that they had inu up in the rain talking about my heart to heart my soul and all that shit i understand you better and then declaring last episode he's the protector he's got this like girl 
Why do I have to see you? <laughs> Why do I need this other side of the equation that doesn't feel as important? It's just a question I have to the universe. And that is our episode. So I gave uh, number seven. I gave that a 7.8 because it's just a, a weird tone. Um, but number nine, I gave it 8.9. I liked it a lot more. I am excited to get into our next two episodes. Once again, if you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com. My social media will be below. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. <laughs>